You strike me as the bear type. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. All right. This, um, yeah, I guess the streak continues. Somebody's out today. Ben is not here. <laughs> How many episodes have we done with the full cast? One. Voyager? <laughs> yeah. Probably like three. I think more than that. I want to say it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh. eight. Eight. That's not bad. Wow. Okay. It feels like more than that. This is the 11th episode, so we've done eight with the whole cast. Yeah. Everybody was here last week. It's true. I know. Well, I just, the last time we did it. Yeah. We did it last week. We were there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we reviewed, I just don't remember it. We reviewed Prime Factors. And then this week, we're reviewing State of Flux, which is the 11th episode of uh, Voyager. Dennis, you have the scores in front of you. I'm going to say that this is going to be my highest rated episode. This is this is the best episode of Voyager I've ever seen. We'll see. The best. I'm, I'm already <laughs> saying. I'm already saying that personally. I'm saying this is my favorite episode of Voyager. Right. I can't speak for the rest of you guys, but right now, episode eleven. State yeah, of is it Flux. because it was. It, this has been the most DS9 episode of Voyager so far. Explain what do you mean by DS9 episode? Well, I mean spoilers, but Seska's a Cardassian agent. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of neat, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it there's, felt there's more intrigue, you know. Yes. It felt just, oh well, what's this cloud in space? Oh no, we've gone you back know? in time. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like this episode had a lot of layers to it. Uh there was like Dennis said, there was a lot of intrigue. This again, I'm not I, I might be alone on an island here, but this is my favorite episode of Voyager so far. I'm just going to say, I don't know what my highest score for Voyager has been, but this is going to top that somehow. I don't, I got to remember what I gave the other episodes. I'm not going to tell you. I'll figure it out. I'll, you know, Dennis, <laughs> I could just say, I could just say this is a 10 and just be done with it. What? It's a Voyager 10. Oh. It's a, it's a deep space it's nine. A Voyager, it's a Voyager 10. It's a deep space nine, six. That's true. But it's a Voyager 10. I think that may be my problem is that I'm judging everything against DS9 now. And I'm like, mm, this one ain't it. <laughs> no. It, you know, though, I could see how chasing that dragon. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. You're never, we're yeah. never going to get, we're never going to get that high again. Um, even though discovery gets close, I think sometimes. Yeah. But it's so different. Like it's not really the episodic kind of television that, 90s star trek was you know it's true yeah <clears throat> yeah and i don't feel the same connection that i have with the character characters in tng like i kind of just watch voyager and i'm like i don't care i don't care about any of these people they they can all die I'm fine. see that's weird because i find myself as we've been going on like really enjoying some of the characters and i know this is going to sound weird because we've made fun of them for six years seven years mm-hmm. but i really like tuvok I can see that. Yeah. I really like Janeway. Yeah. Janeway's yeah. awesome. Janeway's great. I feel like I need to put a disclaimer on every rating I give this show. Like, yeah, it's like a three, but Janeway's like a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Janeway's like a nine in this episode. She's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> and I think when they give Chakotay something 
to do, he's he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like he he has a lot to do in this episode. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, no, he is. He reminds me of that. Dennis, you'll get this reference. He's that 2005 through like 2008 New York Mets team. Like they're really good when they apply themselves and try. But if they don't, they're just like, whatever, man. We're just going through the motions. Yeah. Andy Chavez makes the catch up yeah. against the wall. And then they still you know. lose. I believe I called and that. Then air. Harry Kim comes in and gives up a fucking home run to Yadier Molina. I believe I called that era of the Mets the lazy Spanish millionaires. Like they're just guys that like you know what? It's Tuesday. You know what? I'm going to give Willie Randolph my all today. Let's go. Let's 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 go try. You no, know Carlos Beltran, you're not going to swing today. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like it. My shoulder hurts a little. <laughs> that's all sore for like two seconds i was like how do you know i'm not going to get this joke <laughs> oh yeah i didn't i didn't yeah. get the joke because <laughs> well, it was it was it was very specific a specific yeah. time in new york mets history where they were a great ball club but they didn't do anything they Sports just fucking ball. sucked but i guess that's that's it but whatever so um so yeah so uh this episode starts with them going down to the surface of a planet and picking fruit foraging yes they're just i picking. thought that's pretty cool i always like i always say i like it when they actually go outside to do stuff and yeah it was a nice uh nice little excursion for them i felt like it was like a field trip mm-hmm. yeah. you know like there was no, science class there was no rhyme nor yeah. reason for the people who were down there because chakotay was down there you had some engineers down there you had like you didn't have a bunch of scientists down there you just had just a brando group of people in Neelix. And I think this is the only time we see Neelix in the episode, which is pretty great. Yeah. But it starts off with Neelix, which yeah. put yeah. in a bad mood. Yeah, it, yeah. it did. I <laughs> guess, you know, take your medicine and then the rest of the episode will be fine. Yeah. Because at first I was very disappointed. I was like, oh no, this is going to be a Neelix heavy episode. This is going to be awful. Mm-hmm. But then this was his only scene. So then I was I was kind of okay with seeing him. Just, like you said, Dennis, just get him out of the way, you know? Yeah. Cause he was super annoying in this scene, mm-hmm. like raining on what's his name, Carrie. Yeah, raining on his parade, Lieutenant about, Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, not O'Brien, not O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. fake O'Brien, fake O'Brien. Yeah, those That's apples what... will make you go blind. No, he said they'll make you, they'll choke you first, and then when you think you're running out of air, you'll get a, a weird sensation. And he was pointing to his genitals, and I was like, "What are you doing, Neelix? Why Sounds are you like a sex thing Wait. to me?" I'm going to choke and get a boner? What's going yeah. on? This sounds amazing. I think I want to have this apple. I believe they call this the Riker apple. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, yeah, I think at this point, if Chakotay would have let Neelix go farther, he would have been me too eventually. It'd have been like, you know what? We were on the planet and we were looking for apples and he totally fondled my genitals and then ejaculated into a plant and it was just wrong neelix it was wrong and then he tried to feed us the plant yeah then he tried to feed us the plant he ejaculated on which was basically you jizz on that leola root you can't feed us that which is basically just ginger root with a thing sticking out of it yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you'd probably have the same reaction if you bit into a a chunk of ginger like that yeah But for a bunch of like spacefaring, um, a bunch of spacefaring kind of worldly travelers, they've got a really dicky attitude about everything. 
Like they hate everything. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like a whole ship with an appetite of like ten year olds. Like they just want to eat fucking replicated chicken nuggets and French fries. And <laughs> if you try to feed them anything real, they're like, "Fuck this! Ugh, this is gross." Sounds like it's coming from some experience there. Bob. I mean, you think you'll you'll find out, Dennis? Oh, I I don't need to find out. I already <laughs> live it myself. Ugh, what's this? Blah. I don't want that. Where can I hide the veggies today? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Where's I will the say hot dog tree. My daughter hates hot dogs. My son loves them. My daughter loves chicken, like the the processed chicken nuggets or mm-hmm. the chicken strips. But if you try to make her real chicken, she's just like, I don't like this. It's like it's the same. Really. It's it. This is better for you. So I don't know. She's she she's gotten a little pickier. She's gotten older, but she's still a. They're still both pretty good eaters, but still. But there is that very much the. Yeah. You know. I don't know what this is. I'm not going to eat it. Yeah. It's it's either this or she a fucking starve, okay? Like just shut up. That's what Neil mm-hmm. should just say. Eat, eat this or starve. Yeah, cocks. White privilege in space. <laughs> this is Federation privilege. <laughs> exactly. Don't they make a point of it though? Like, you know, or I guess Neelix makes the point, so it's a little bit less valid. Yeah. But how they're, you know, they're not used to roughing it. Yeah. Yeah, he does say that, and that's pretty accurate. I mean, it's hard to rough it when you have a universe worth of knowledge and and cuisine and experiences at your fingertips. You can you can go to the replicator and get any food from any place that you've ever wanted, and then go into a holodeck and eat at that location. Maybe I'll try Vulcan today. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. a Vulcan person. <laughs> you can get that in the replicators. But um, but yeah, so they're on the planet picking fruit and stuff, and there's a, a ship. A ship is detected because Tom Paris did some science stuff, and they started rattling off some jargon. Jenny, Jenny, do you have notes too? What I is took it? Notes. I you took notes now. too. Yeah. Wow, you must have been really drunk. I really was. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear your drunk notes, Jenny. It says shrooms, brah, shrooms. <laughs> shrooms, brah, shrooms. That's wonderful. That's great note taking. I couldn't remember what the lady's name was. Seska. Seska, yes. She's missing. Okay, like she... Fresca, but Seska. <laughs> yeah. I said this is a really great start for like a D&D campaign because like all of a sudden one of our friends is missing. We have to find them. Where did they go? Mm-hmm. And they kind of marched off and they went into this cave and Seska was in there picking shrooms, bra shrooms. There you go. <laughs> and she runs into some of these alien dudes with the weird hair. What are they called again? The Kazon. Kazons, that's right. Kazon. I believe in the first time we encountered them, I called them Burning Man Klingons because that's what they remind me of, like just yeah. weird hippie Klingons. They're granola Klingons. Yes. Now they they did take for granted that we understood a lot about the Kazons because they said, "Oh, they're the Kazon, blah blah blah, whatever, whatever faction they were." And they're like, "Oh, that's the most aggressive faction." And yeah. it's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, they were. Like, just I know the Kazon part. I heard that before. Yeah. Like and you just I got mean... to the Delta Quadrant like two weeks ago. <laughs> How do you know this already? 
they're that's the, the thing. Most... Like we have no idea how much time has passed. Yeah. They're the most aggressive. That would be cool if they did keep, I guess they do keep a log, but she doesn't really do a lot of logs. Did she do a log at the beginning of the episode or am I just not paying attention? I no, there was no log. I would love to hear just there was do a like... log in act one because I went over memory alpha because I they put that stuff in there. Okay. But I would love to just hear one episode rattle off. We've been out here for three months. We've mm-hmm. been out here for because the logs are more for Ben yeah. and his ilk. People who keep track of such things. I just want to hear, we've been out here for three months. We've been out here for six weeks. Mm-hmm. We've been out, just give me that. I don't need to hear it every episode, just once yeah. in a while, like a marker, like when you're driving on a long trip and you see, oh, yeah, cool, exactly. 75 miles to Memphis. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Last time it was 147 miles. This is great. They should have like at the beginning of every episode, a graphic that displays like 70,000 light years <laughs> and then mm-hmm. just a little Voyager moving along on it. So we know how far they've gone. Maybe yeah. time isn't as relevant if we know the distance or have it moving you know. along a little map yeah. yeah galaxy's biggest ball of twine this way <laughs> it could be in the uh the the intro credits you know yeah mm-hmm. instead of shovel shift shovel shift they just kind of you know they just have the little kid drawn map and the voyagers <laughs> get closer <laughs> yes but yeah so they they fight the burning man klingons and um they both get shot. And I missed this because I was watching it in the car at pickup and I was like, oh man, I want to take notes. So I kind of leaned over to grab some paper and I came back because I had my headphones in and I skipped over the intro. And then I came back and after seeing this like high action of like a shootout, now they're just back on Voyager. And yes. Chakotay's th- marking on a piece of dirt and some wood or some shit. I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? Like, yes. we, we went from like a shootout to some dangerous shit to going, oh, he's fine. Like, why? That just takes all the drama out of it. Yeah, he, li- he likes to whittle when he's, you know, injured. Yeah, when he's recovering, he's a whittler. He's made a knife one time. It was really cool. They made me rewatch the entire, like, you know, last part of that segment because I was like, wait, what the fuck happened? I I didn't get kidnapped or what the fuck what happened? Thank you. I did the exact same thing because I actually went back and rewatched it because I was so puzzled because you have this intense moment of a shootout and you go, oh man, they got captured by these guys. This is going to be a great episode. They got captured. Cool. I mean, so like in the scene, there's two K's on. He shoots one, one shoots him, she shoots the other one. Yeah. So, and then she picks him up and they start walking, but you don't see them go anywhere. Yeah. You know? Like mm-hmm. it says on the memory alpha page that she helps him out of the cage to the transport site. We don't know that. Yeah. She just picks him up. They're assuming that's yeah. what happened. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I thought this was a waste of a good action opener because that I would have been like, oh, you got my mouth ready for some, some treachery or something, but not nah, yeah. that motherfucker. Is- video. He's yeah. He's just he's just whittling. Yeah. Just, just hmm, I'm gonna make some weird symbols on a rock. Fucking chest hurts. <laughs> suit. Got shot. You know something, anything, and Got then she shot sh- nine times. Now he walks with a limp. Fiddy, <laughs> you hot? Chicote, <laughs> you hot? And then, um, what's her name, Dennis? Um, uh, Seska. Seska. Seska shows up in his quarters 
with some soup and she's like i made you some of this mushroom soup that you like and i mean i love soup one of my favorite things to eat and there's so many different kinds and variations and yummy versions mushroom soup does not sound good i'm sorry Mm, i don't know be good I've never had mushroom soup. It depends on what else is in it. Like just like if it's just like cream of mushroom soup, then yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, but by itself, like you need other stuff in there, like other kinds of vegetables or something. Tell me, Dennis. Tell me a good recipe for mushroom soup. Has a good umami, so Mm -hmm. it it offsets a lot of other flavors that you can have in a little sweetness, a little sourness, or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. you know what? Maybe I'm gonna try to make a mushroom soup, Dennis. Hungarian Mary. Hungarian mushroom soup. Put some mm. leeks in there, maybe. Ooh, I, I like a leek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this very much looked like broth and mushrooms. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, they've been here for, like, what, a couple months at least. Uh, they're probably getting pretty desperate for good food, for real food. So this, he's probably like, you know what? This is fine. This yeah. is fine. <laughs> the Delta Quadrant mushrooms taste like Alpha Quadrant mushrooms. They get you high as fuck, bro. Delta yeah. Quadrant 7, Alpha Quadrant 3. <laughs> <laughs> but she says, oh, yeah, we marqueed this. You know, Neelix wouldn't let us in the kitchen. He wouldn't let us anywhere near the kitchen. So we came up with some morale issues. And one, we had one of the marquee guys pretend he was sad and crying. And then Neelix came to sing him some songs while he was doing that. We broke into the kitchen and we made you the soup. And Chakotay got really unnecessarily mad at this. I can't believe you guys did that. <laughs> you made me part of your conspiracy. You made me part of your conspiracy. Yeah. What kind a of a little bitch here. Snitch. <laughs> you know? Totally became a square. Yeah, he was just like, this isn't cool, guys. I could get into a lot of trouble for this. You, and you know what? I did the food stores. I'm going to give you guys Three days ration or whatever. You guys can't do it. Replicator purity. Yeah, so what does that mean? They're just going to have to go steal food because now they can't eat a dick. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure if... I'm sure, you know what, but this is also part of Seska's fault because she probably could have went to the captain and be like, hey, man, he's hurt. I want to make him the soup that he really likes and Neelix won't let me. Will you tell him to let me make the soup? Yeah. You know, I, I get the feeling at this point, Janeway is like looking for any opportunity to to kind of fuck with Neelix because he's yeah. so fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. But then we learn a little bit more about their relationship. Seska and Chakotay are like, mm, don't be She's too like, mad. Remember when we used to fuck all the time? <laughs> yeah. She's like, you can't be too mad at me, daddy, because you'd be putting your dick in me. And he was like, look, I thought we talked about that. We're not going to do that anymore. Remember when your favorite soup was my pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Wow, yeah. She had some wet ass soup. <laughs> Wet ass mushrooms. Yep, wet ass mushroom. Wham. Mushroom. Put your mushroom in my soup. <laughs> Make some mushroom soup. Yeah. So that was so that was an interesting little tidbit of information we got here that they used to have a relationship. They used to bang, which is cool. Makes sense. But uh, Chakotay cut mm-hmm. that off. He's like, "Look, I I thought I told you that wasn't best for anybody." And then she leaves. She's like, "Well, maybe I'll go fuck Anson Kim." And then Chakotay was like, "Yeah, that sounds like can I watch?" And then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, 
Bye. Have fun. Let me but, key up this uh, security monitor here. But you know, Chakotay's <laughs> thinking like, come on, baby. I used to fucking bang my cock around yeah, in your box. Yeah, Harry Kim ain't gonna smash like I do. Right. He'll be back. Yeah, I'm a man. Harry Kim's a little boy. I fuck like a pie. I fuck like a piston all night. Harry Kim's a, a little boy who doesn't know shit about shit. Have fun with that virgin. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to miss his spirit animal. That's what you're going to miss. <laughs> My boa constrictor. It's like a chimera. You know, it's got the body of a bear and the head of a horse and the penis of a boa constrictor. If I could draw, I would totally draw that animal. Like, just... <laughs> It's open. It's out there, guys. <laughs> At Dork Trek. Send us your submissions. <coughs> Do it. So, um, so where are we here? And then they figure out what's wrong with the ship and what happened to it. That they they went over there and there's like an explosion. And like it looks pretty cool. Like these guys were like kind of buried in in rock and and like carbonite like carbonite yeah it kind of looked like carbonite it was pretty then they were stuck in the wall and stuff yeah it reminded me of the episode of tng where the pegasus tried to do its thing and then the you know the Mm -hmm. asteroid kind of wrapped around it that's what it reminded me of but it it was still a cool look to see like the kazon kind of stuck in there and like oh with the big rock coming out of his head it was cool it looked neat but then um they started trekking the trek and then they did some jargon and they were like, oh man, we figured out how this explosion happened. There's this over here is is made from a certain kind of alloy or something that can only be fabricated by the Federation or some shit. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It would At have been this point my notes say boring techno babble. <laughs> <laughs> there is, yeah. It would have been easier just to put a uh, Federation insignia on it to be like, hey, look, that's our stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they definitely kind of tech the tech here. But I mean, that's the one, at this point, the one problem I do have, I think, with Voyager is they just, there's just so much tech talk. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 I don't want to make, say it makes the show unwatchable, but there are just moments in Voyager where they start trekking the trek and they start techno babbling and I just check out. I'm just like, well, I'll, yes. I'll wait until I hear a word that makes some sense. But see, and then nobody does the, uh, like Ben says, the cabbage head analogy yeah. to make it mm-hmm. understandable to everybody else. They're just like, they just go off and then everybody's like, okay, good plan. Let's do it. Yeah. And like, what, what are you going to do? If anything, it seems like it gets more complicated. Like yeah. the first person says, well, we can always adjust the modulators on the transfrequency subspace particles. And then somebody goes, well, we could do that. But if we did this and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Yeah. Slow down. I don't even know what the first thing was. What's the second thing? And everybody else is kind of probably just like us, like a uh, good plan. Sure. Yeah. Sounds good. Do it. <laughs> because I guess they put up this field to keep the radiation in. So they go back to the ship because they want to figure out how this Starfleet tech got in there um, and how they got their hands on it. So then they decide to like do, do one plan. And then somebody says, no, no, that wouldn't work. But I, we can move, we can rotate the 
thingy. And I'm like, okay, that's where I kind of got like, wow, you guys are trekking a lot here, man. Like my eye, my eye started to roll back in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. If I took a note on how boring the episode has got at this point, it's pretty bad. But I noticed like, and I think this is, um, I think the same thing happened last week too, where the beginning of the episode almost seems throwaway and it takes them a little bit of time to really get rolling. Yes, absolutely. Because this is all set up for the really good stuff. Like, yeah, but it's a lot of setup. Yeah. But the funny part is they had the setup in the very beginning of the show when they just shot Chakotay. Like that's a good setup. I feel like it just, it takes a long time for this show to get moving. I feel like they have good concepts, but do you think that's because, and I've noticed this so far, there's not a lot of B stories. Yeah, I could see that. Like they're not going back and forth between two stories. They're just putting a lot of filler into the A story instead. Like, have you guys noticed that as well? That there's just not a lot of mm -hmm. B stories going on. It just seems like it's always here's what we're doing. This is what it is. Or is it because we're used to watching, you know, uh, Deep Space Nine, and we were later in Deep Space Nine where they had so many stories moving that it's just this is just kind of what it is, and we haven't developed enough characters to have B stories yet. They could do it though, because like they had the one episode with uh, Tom and Harry going to the the French, you know, pub or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of laid under the the main story of the episode. Yeah, I feel like they could be doing B stories, but they're just not. Yeah, they're just throwing the filler. And in. you know, it could be just like these two crews getting to know each other, like building personal relationships somehow. You know. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is, you know, Carrie, they find out that Carrie and Seska both like to play racquetball or something. And so then they start challenging each other. And at first they don't like each other, but then they grow a healthy respect for each other. You well, it's know, weird. Something like that. It's weird too, because they mention, they talk a lot about like, well, the, you know, the people are pairing up. Like, you, you know, we see. Yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Let's yeah. see some let's see some like dating turmoil going on or something like let's see Harry Kim and and Tom Parrish trying to woo the Pigeon Sisters. Yeah. You know, like, let's see some of this stuff. You mention it all the time. Like we've heard about. It. Oh, well, they he's really there. They really hit it off with the Pigeon Sisters. So yeah, it could be like West Side Story, you know, like the Maquis crew and the Federation crew, like in general, they don't want each other dating each other. But then you know, two of them fall in love and then they got to fight. And they com then they commit suicide. <laughs> but yeah, just give me something. That's mm -hmm. just, yeah, maybe that's, maybe they just don't have room for it. Well, cause uh, you know, the, uh, they're in, the writers are in the room writing the stuff and like, you know what? We need a B story, but what about the babble? The babble. Yeah. People like yeah. the techno babble. Yeah. We gotta leave in this ten she minutes. Said she's gonna put a subspace force field around herself. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so fucking cool, dude. So fucking cool. It's like a guys... writer's room full of George Lucas, yeah. who doesn't know, don't understand interpersonal relationships at all. Do you no. guys want to see? Paris trying to woo the Pigeon Sisters or do you want to see a subspace bubble? 
going into another subspace bubble. Yeah, yeah. Too- I know we've had a lot of subspace bubbles this season already. <laughs> but-, but I don't really know how relationships work, so we're going to have yeah. to pass on that. But have we had a subspace bubble in a subspace bubble? Whoa. <laughs> right? Get the fuck out of here. Shrooms, brah. Shrooms. But yeah, it's just like I said, I just feel like it just takes a long time to get moving. Um, but My uh, notes actually say 25 minutes. 25 minutes into the episode, it finally starts getting good. <laughs> I mean, at least Jesus. it started getting good. That's over halfway through the episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. <laughs> um, because then they try to figure out, well, how did this technology get over there? And then they start trying to come up with some stuff. And then there's one scene that I don't remember where it specifically is, but Chakotay, Tuvok, and Janeway are all standing really close to each other for no apparent reason. It is, like it's so weird because <laughs> I'm glad they're, in the her, they're in her office. So it's you know, it's a private conversation, no matter where you stand yeah. or sit. So, but they're all like And there's and the weird part is too, there's no one else around. No. It's just the three of them, and they're like st- practically touching dicks. Like, why are they so close to each other? I don't get it. And the, the weird part, too, is they're not speaking in hushed tones. No. It's just a weird choice. <laughs> they're just all standing like right on top of each other. Yeah. What if we find out that like Chicote is a close talker? Like, wouldn't that be fun? Like, that's a B story. Maybe they were meditating or something. They had to hold hands. They were doing a seance to get guidance from the spirit world. The spirit world. Willie shows up from Predator 2, throws yeah. some chicken bones on top of a trash can. The killings, man. No stopping what can't be stopped. No killing what can't be killed. It kills your people and mine. <laughs> you know what? That was on... A few months ago. It's a good movie. Thank you. It's a good movie. Predator. I don't remember the first time I saw it, you know, shortly after it came out, because I didn't see it in theaters. I think I saw it on VHS or something. But I didn't really appreciate it that much back then. But it's not bad. It's a pretty good movie. Predator 2 rips, dude. Yeah. Like, it's really a great movie. I mean, it's not as good as the first Predator film, but it can't not. be. Like, how yeah. is it going to be? Because yeah. half of the majesty of the first Predator film is what is this thing? Yeah. So as soon as the movie starts, you know exactly what it is and what it's doing, yeah. but it's the world they build around it and just the different... I think Predator 2 is fantastic. Yeah, Gary Busey's pretty fucking cool in it. Gary Busey's and amazing. And I like that they bring his son... Like His son plays his in-character son in the, whatever the last Predator movie was. I can't remember what it was called. Predators. The, the Predator or something? The, yeah, the well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. But yeah, Predator 2 rips. I think it's fantastic. I mean, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about that movie. Danny boy. <laughs> 
And like, it's just, and it's so like over the top stereotypical with the Jamaicans and the Colombians and the drug yeah, it's, lords. And, it's pretty bad. Yeah. And like, you know, the dudes in the, in the, I guess they're in the, the warehouse that has the glass roof and like the guy snorts all the cocaine and he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's so over the top in eighties, but it fucking rules. The, the uh, lady watching TV when they come crashing through her yeah. bathroom <laughs> window. Yeah. I love that movie. It's so wonderful. I mean, and Danny Glover talks to himself more in that movie than any human being has ever spoken to themselves on film. Yeah. I'd say like three-fourths of his lines are just to himself. I think he's got ghost rigs with him. You know? Ghost rigs. <laughs> we can't see him, but he's there. You know what? If that's my new headcanon for Predator 2, even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ghost rigs. God damn Get too old for this shit, ghost rigs. God damn birds. <laughs> like he's just fucking talking to himself the whole time. It's wonderful. Yeah. I Thanks. Seen I, it, but when I watch it, that's gonna be my headcanon. Dude, you've never seen Predator 2? Oh, do you, do you like Predator? I mean, yeah, I like I like I like it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because the second like one the, the second one takes place in like a kind of nineteen 99 i don't know like 90 it's, it's like a few years in the future from when the movie is released future, so yeah. they don't have any like special technology or anything but like they're projecting like social some level of social collapse you know yeah. like 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 yeah. shit is like not good in los perhaps. angeles yeah like 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 los angeles is kind of sh- the shit has hit the fan and yeah. society's kind of crumbling around the drug lords have taken over like it's mm-hmm. it's very much like it's but it's not like a dystopian kind of thing but it's not great either yeah but it's you know? it's it's done that way because the predator seeks violence yeah and so mm. he's seeking out los angeles as a hunting ground because you know there's so many guns and of violence there this may be my weekend project to find predator 2 it's yeah. so it's so hot like he comes out because the weather and the violence and the amount of violence so it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the situation in los angeles has kind of ripened itself for the predator to show up and maria conchita alonso is in it and she's so. great yeah i mean so is what's his name bill paxton yeah bill oh, paxton's yeah. great in it yeah so the guy says he needs a stool sample, a sperm sample, and a urine sample. So I just gave him my underwear. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a, he's so over the top and fucking ridiculous that it just yeah. it's just perfect. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Danny Glover is at his best because I still don't know how old Danny Glover is. I'm uh, Danny, Danny Glover could be 40. Okay. He could be 800 years old, Jenny. You're right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's one of those guys who's always been old. Yeah. Yes. He's just always been old. Show me a picture of young Danny Glover. I dare you. <laughs> no, not Donald Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> Him and Steve Martin both, like, they just were like little kids and then old. That's it. Yeah. No yeah. in between. I don't believe Steve Martin was ever a little kid. Danny Glover. Ever since the, when he was in his twenties, like back in the seventies, he he had, he had gray hair already. Like I mean, he was like five, and then all of a sudden he was like he 50. was born in nineteen seventy four, <laughs> <laughs> as a twenty five year old man doing arena shows. Mm-hmm. I, I'll buy that. Yeah, <laughs> Danny Glover is seventy four years old. Younger than I thought he would be. He's younger than my parents. That's crazy. Good for him. 
Yeah, but Danny Glover's just all and like because his fa- most famous movie, well, not the most famous one, but the one he's most known for, he played an old guy in it. Like you thought he was old because he was retiring from the force. Yeah. You know? Because he's yeah. too that old was for like this 30 shit. years ago. 40 yeah. years ago. <laughs> so he well, was Lethal reti- Weapon? Lethal Weapon came out in what, 85? Something like that? 86, yeah, he, maybe? Lethal oh Weapon came God. out in 87. Yeah. So yeah. So, I mean, what, that's 40 years ago? Mm-hmm. 35? 35. Yeah. So, 35 years ago, Danny Glover was playing an old guy, but he was only like 42. Yeah. But we all thought that he was 60 because he's retiring and I'm old, too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, His I love daughter was starring, starring in condom commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson. Uh, how old's Mel Gibson? He's 65. Okay. Racist. He's yeah, racist he's a racist. We know. We all know that. We all know that. I just want the jacuzzi. <laughs> uh, that was I'll my. Bury first. you in the rose garden. That was my favorite era of the Mike and Bob show. Was just listening to yeah. Mel Gibson tapes. <laughs> I remember that because I was uh, I was in traffic on Jefferson Avenue in Newport News. And I had my windows down because it was a warm day and uh, listening to those those tapes. And he said something ridiculous and I laughed. And then I noticed the person next to me looked over like he heard me <laughs> laughing. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to go jacuzzi. <laughs> you go to the goddamn jacuzzi. <laughs> but I, uh, speak, I knew the show was doomed. I didn't um, like them, those fakers. When we when we decided to actually have a rain delay and just play Predator the audio oh, that was Predator. Great. That was great. <laughs> we, we, were, we were so overconfident in their desire to fire us that we said, you know what, we're not gonna talk on the radio today. We're just going to play the audio of Predator. I guess you guys did move to mornings not too long after that, didn't you? I don't know. But the fun part about Predator is a lot of it's just breathing. <laughs> Like, like it's just guys breathing and sound effects. <laughs> but we <laughs> <made some fun. laughs> But yeah, that that was the. Can you imagine the, like, being the store that has the radio on? This <laughs> <laughs> fucking predator. <laughs> just like some bar uh, with like Croc Rocks or Luckies yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's how overconfident we were that they'll they'll never fire us. We're gonna play an action movie on the radio, and I think we played like thirty five minutes. <laughs> Something ridiculous. You guys chickened out. You didn't play the whole movie. Dun, 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 dun. Well, I mean, we still would have had to. Even if we did, we still would have had to be on the air for another like three hours. So we'd have to play like the whole franchise. Just Danny Glover talking to himself. Goddamn birds. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, do yourself a favor, Jenny. Try to watch Predator 2. I don't know where it's streaming or anything. It's on Amazon, I'm sure, but I don't know if it's free. I'll find it. Everything's free on the internet. I have it on, I have it on DVD. You can watch it on Hulu with a premium subscription. Maybe when we all get together, Mm -hmm. do a little Predator 2 party. It's good. I like it. I like it. I don't know if Dennis, I don't, excuse me. I don't know if Ben would be into it. I don't know where he'd be. even funnier. If he's I'm just not sure. totally not into it. I'm not sure where he lies on the predator. Um, I don't know. Fence. I feel like you'd be into it. 
You'd I be into it. it enough that it would be entertaining. Goddamn birds. But yeah, Even so. if he just pretended to not like it, so he made a big deal about it. And... Not Ben. <laughs> what? No. You just basically described his personality. <laughs> I mean, I've known him for 10 years, and I'm still not sure if he likes me or not. Like, every time we leave Zoom and we're done recording, I'm like, I don't know if Ben likes me anymore. Like, I don't think he does. I and I always have that either. feeling of, and you, <laughs> Jenny, you dated him. So, I mean, I couldn't even imagine how that was. Well, we're not dating anymore. <laughs> and, he, and now he's gay. <laughs> so it didn't really work out for anybody. Really didn't like me. <laughs> he didn't like me so hard. He doesn't like any woman anymore. <laughs> That's it. I gotta try that again. I'm out. You know what? Mistakes were made <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> both sides. Very fine people on both sides. Yes. So they. So back to the episode. Um, speaking of people on both sides, they're trying to figure out what's happening here and how do they get this information and they kind of figure out that it had to be someone in engineering and that it was somebody on the field trip and then will ferrell not o'brien disappeared for a while and so they think it's him but he's like oh i didn't do it oh what is this all about and like they sit him down and it's obvious he's in trouble because yeah. what all three of them are in there and they're they're all just staring at him yeah, he's sitting down and everybody else is genital level with yeah. his face. <laughs> so never, a good, never a good position. <laughs> never a good position. And they just start yelling at him like, look, who did this? Blah, 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 rah, rah, rah. But I guess, is this before that or after that Seska went over to the ship? They shit? did this with like almost no evidence. Yeah. It's like, could you investigate a little bit first before you grill the guy? Was this, but, but does Seska go over before to the ship before or after the grilling? I think it's before this. All right, she goes before this. Okay. Yeah, because Seska goes over there to try to fix something and then she gets like radiation poisoning or something. So they send her yeah. back and then she has to. It's really yes. kind of weird because she has to get new blood. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird how this happens because um you know, initially they suspect her of like she's the one because hey, she was in the cave where the Kazons were and Chicote was the one pushing back. No, no, I know Seska, she's cool. But then like out of nowhere they pull in Carrie and just start yeah. grilling him. It's not like there was any kind like from a story standpoint there was never any suspicion on him until they pulled him into the, you know, Janeway's office. Well, when they brought him in, they did say it happened from your console and engineering. So maybe you did it. And he's like, well, maybe somebody used my password. And this is why you always protect your password, kids. Mm -hmm. Never tell anyone your mm -hmm. password. Mm -hmm. Why do they still have they... passwords? <laughs> my password is password five. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, because she beamed over there to try to fix it herself because she wasn't happy with Torres's timeline. And in the process, she got sick too. So they beamed her back over and then she's in sick bay and she's not doing well, but they can't really figure out. They do some blood work on her and then they realize that she doesn't have any of the, I guess, genetic code that other Bajorans have. So instantly there's another red flag with her. She's like, and oh. Boy, did they use a lot of time to set this up. Yeah. Like with... <laughs> Like there was really no point in there being a survivor except for the fact that they really kind of wanted to 
to drive home because they were looking for blood donors yeah. for him because they had to replace all his blood. Because his so blood became metallic. He had metallic it became, blood. It became a key thing where she's like, oh, you don't have my blood? Uh, I'll, I'll donate it later. Yeah, later. I got something more important to do right now. Yeah, sure. That's the ticket. Yeah. Yeah, that's the ticket. She turns out to be Cardassian. And yeah. like, I remember thinking that, like, if we were watching. Is she Cardassian or a Jenner? <laughs> She's both. Okay. Uh, I remember thinking if I had watched this, like, in real time, like, this would have come out before any of the episodes with um, Gal Dukat. You know, yeah. he changed into a Bajoran. I was like, this is great foreshadowing for DS9. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't see it till now. Oops. They do establish that as like, oh, this is a Cardassian MO to undergo cosmetic mm -hmm. surgery to infiltrate the Bajorans. Cardassians mm -hmm. are known for their uh, cosmetic surgery. Yes. Their trickery, if you yeah. will. Botched is a huge show on Cardassia Prime. <laughs> <laughs> they watch it on those huge monitors that they have on the outside of buildings. Oh, wow. Look what they're trying to do. Ooh, that didn't go well. Yikes. That was too many cc's of saline. Yeah. I knew that wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. But no, so... Um... So yes, the, uh, they went a long way with that. But then I guess the Kazon sh another Kazon ship does show up and Janeway just lets them on in. Sure, come on over. Check it out. Like they, she's let, she lets everybody on her ship. Everybody. Very trusting. Yeah, yeah, like sure, come on over. And of course the Kazons are dicks and they kill the guy who's laying there because they don't want the secret getting out of what's happening. Um, so then Janeway says, get them off my ship, which I thought was kind of cool, but you shouldn't have had them there in the first place. Um, those guys are pretty fucking smug too. They're like, <laughs> we killed that guy. Yeah, we can't our, stop us. They have like weird. Is that hair like antlers or a little it's bit feathers, of both? Isn't it's it? feathers. Yeah, I think so. I don't know, man. It looks very. Remember that show, Dog Man? Not Dog Man, but Dog was it Dog Boy that was on um, MTV? And they had like the the people used to. What was it? I think it was Dog Boy. Let me see if I can find it. It was like an MTV animation show, and I remember. Like the people had like these plasticky hair pieces. And this is what it reminds me of. I got to see if I can find it. But anyway, speak amongst yourselves. I don't know. It's either feathers or trash. Because <laughs> it looks trash. Looks like it could be either one. I say it's trash. Kazon. Kazon. But yeah, they really suck. Yeah. They look what? like nerds too, by the way. I mean, good for them for taking out their snitch. <laughs> Just laying there. We're going to fucking kill you. This says the Kazon were inspired by gangs like the Crips and Bloods. Wow. Really? Yeah. That seems See, I didn't, get, I didn't get that at all watching this. No. Huh. They weren't like all wearing blue or red. Mm-mm. They all just look like dicks. Did they say right. why that, like, how the inspiration came about there? Uh, it's just seen as like, uh, they were seen as a metaphor for fears and anxieties surrounding cities and gangs during the season's broadcast. I don't get that at all. Mm -mm. Nope. But, but I guess I'd rather not get it because I'd rather ha have them. 
like god forbid they went the wrong way with it and it, they take it like too literal and they look like yeah. like they, they got like one button buttoned on the top of their shirt <laughs> with like yeah. you know a flannel open like what's up Holmes? like oh my god what is this, what's happening here so i guess it's kind of good that they didn't is that ice cube <laughs> I'm glad Good they point. didn't track it too much. What's mm-hmm. dope? Like they all have Jerry curls and wear Raiders hats. Nope. <laughs> and he, he always beams out. He walks away and beams out, but he yeah. just fades away. <laughs> that was real sad when Doughboy died, though, man. Yeah, well, they didn't die. They just informed us that he died. Yeah, but still, I mean. In a dramatic fashion. Yeah, he faded away. Yeah. You know Doughboy was going to die. I know, but still, it was still sad. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care what's going on in the hood. And yeah. then the the case then just he evaporates. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so again, I'd rather miss it than them overdo it. <laughs> yeah. True. True. So yeah, so uh, <laughs> they kill this guy, and then it just kind of goes on like this, and they're trying to figure out who did it. Everybody knows who did it, but Chakotay's too close to this. He's had carnal knowledge of this woman, and then when he finds out she's Kardashian, uh, uh, a Kardashian, he's like, how many fucking people on my ship were spies? Like, no, yeah. Was everybody there Yo. a spy? <laughs> surrounded by assholes. <laughs> And then he goes to Griller and find out what's happening. And she's, I did, there was a little bit of casual racism in this episode. And I don't know if you guys noticed mm-hmm. it, but I kind of did when she's like, oh, what are you going to go talk to your bear? Yes. And, you know, yeah, like, I'm going to. Like made fun of him for that. And then later on, Chakotay's like, you damn Vulcans and you're stupid. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's like, people just casually being racist on the on the Voyager. The Vulcans do time. suck, yeah. though. <laughs> You know, oh, what Harry Kim, what you're good at math or something? Yeah. Whoa, 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 what's going on here? (laughs) But yeah, it was weird. My boyfriend's watching this show with me and he's like, uh, do all Vulcans look constipated all the time? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's my problem with uh, Tuvok ruined the Vulcans for for everybody. Really? After him, all Vulcans had that, that like resting bitch face. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, we talked about Stargate before. But in the Stargate show, there's this alien guy who's this big black guy, and he has like this like scowl on his face all the time that looks like he's trying to take a dump. <laughs> it really uh, honestly turned me off from that show because I didn't want to see his face. <laughs> see, but that's weird though, because I thought that Tuvok is a really good, I think he's a really good Vulcan. I think so too. Yeah, and I love the I love I the detect being constipated. Maybe he is. He needs a little more fiber in his diet. That's soy chai, chai latte. latte. Yeah, those things normally run right through you, though, won't they? They should. They should. <laughs> See, he's, Coffee he's, got the, he's got the head cocked to the side, like that resting bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> but I also kind of really enjoy the detective side of him because this is the second time we've seen it when he's trying to like solve this mystery you know it was cool in the one with um paris back on that planet where they tried to make him relive murdering somebody every 14 hours or whatever so i really kind of dig the idea of him being like inspector chakotay excuse me inspector tuvok it's kind of cool Yeah, and then, I mean, after you find out, the, the weird part, too, is after he finds out 
she's Cardassian, one of the first things out of um, Chakotay's mouth is, well, I want to hear her side of the story. What's her side? Like, what side do you have? Yeah. How, what? No, That's when I was like... a kid, I had this weird disease, right? And so I got a blood transfusion from a Cardassian. Ever since then, I got Cardassian blood. Yeah. Bullshit. That's how it works. <laughs> She's got, she had, she had orchids disease or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got bullshit disease. <clears throat> yeah. She got bullshit disease. <laughs> but so then they decide like they, they both plan a little bit of information for Carrie and for Seska and they want to see what happens. And then all of a sudden the missing materials start going back into the, into the inventory or something. Um, I'm actually, the more I talk about this episode, I'm talking myself out of liking it so much. Um, and then Chakotay confronts her and she's like, look, man, I know it was you because blah, blah, blah. We saw it. It all happened from a terminal in here. And doctor will tell you that that disease doesn't work this way. And you're Cardassian. And you're, you've been chanting over secrets. And then I think this is the reason why I like the episode so much is because Seska just lays into uh janway and and the whole crew she's like you guys are all fucking stupid we're gonna be out here forever we got to make powerful friends and and do things that we you know we we have to do to survive and you want to go about being the dumb federation well it doesn't work out here and blah 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 but that doesn't change the fact that she was a cardassian spy since before they went to the delta quadrant so she's just full of shit yeah but she's doing this out of she feels like this is the best way for them to get home is because if they make allies then perhaps some group will have technology that can get them home faster which is a it's a reach yeah or at least if they can't get home they can live out there like kings yeah she's doing a lot of things that are i mean even if it's just dumbass like making mushroom soup or whatever She's doing a lot of things that she's just doing whatever the fuck she wants. And, you know, like it didn't start once they went to the Delta Quadrant. Like she was, she had her own agenda or she was, you know, sent there by the Cardassians or whatever well before. So it's not like this is the start of her being shady. You think she got in too deep with Chakotay and started to, started to believe in the Maquis mission? I, mean, I also I think know. I also think some of it is too. Well, she said she loved him. She's like, I gave you my heart. Yeah. She, mm. But then you know, she my said heart shaped clit. Yeah, <laughs> and she said she loved him, and you know, uh, but I think she's just desperate to get home, and she's not. She doesn't approve of Janeway's methods. She's always been the one that's kind of been like, oh shit, we'll mutiny right now. We'll take down the ship. Yeah. So I think she's very much Maquis in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, I thought she was great in this episode. So did I. And um, I really like the character, but my my complaint with Voyager right now is that what should have been happening this whole season is her like trying to rally different people to her side, like create a mutiny that eventually would try to overthrow Janeway mm-hmm. instead of doing this sneaky shit with aliens, you know, like contacting the aliens or whatever like it would have been better if it was a conspiracy if there was like yes. other maquis and federation people who were working with her to you know because not everybody's going to agree with janeway that yeah. we need to do this mm-hmm. the right way we can't we can't use a caretaker you know right. his technology we got to find our own way 
Yeah, because I'm sure there's other people on the ship that sympathize yeah. and really want to get home. Yeah, especially after, you know, weeks of eating Neelix's food. Yeah, and then right. stop stopping at every anomaly to see if something cool is going to happen. Yeah. But I did, but I feel like this is the only experience of that we're going to get. So we might as well really enjoy it. Yeah, and then it's just a bummer. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it worked really well, I thought. I thought it was great. Like, well, as I'm as we went through the breakdown of the episode, I'm just reviewing the last like four minutes of the episode that I thought were fucking fantastic. And it was just it was just her speech alone that was like, mm -hmm. yeah, where's this energy? Right, right. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing I have a problem with with this character is I feel like she, they didn't really have any build up for her in the earlier episodes. Like she just. She it feels like she just kind of came out of the blue in the last like two or three to me. Like I don't remember her really being there a whole lot towards the beginning. Yeah, she was um she did the um transport a couple times and she did mention in the one episode about when in the second episode, I guess it was a third, mm -hmm. when you know, when they're talking about Torres, like, well, we can take the ship, you know, just say the word. So they kind of mentioned her there a little bit, but then she did kind of fade into the background. It would have been nice if she would have been like a bridge character that would have that yes. was around for a while. That kind of they've they've really got some techno babble put in the script. They can't bring back these, you know, B level characters all the time. It's true. I guess you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can't have, they can't do character development if they've got to squeeze in all the modulators and the subspace relays. Mm -hmm. and I was shocked that Carrie came back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's you know, true. He too. definitely yeah. seemed more like a one-off or two-off kind of character, but he's like he's showing up again. Maybe he's the original. Um, he, maybe he's the Voyager Jeffries tubes, and he's just going to disappear one day. I think he will. What was his name? Argyle. Argyle. How could yeah. I forget Argyle? Maybe he's the Voyager Argyle and he's just going to disappear. <laughs> hey, remember that guy who looked kind of like O'Brien but wasn't as cool and always had his sleeves rolled down? I remember that guy. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. He's so nondescript and dull. I don't think anybody really... Come on, you remember? He, I think he fell out the airlock or something. You remember the guy? He looked like O'Brien, kind of, but didn't have his sleeves rolled up. He was everybody knows O'Brien. Like, yeah. Even the Maquis people are like, yeah, he does kind of look like O'Brien. He, he does. <laughs> I know O'Brien, but there's nobody on that ship that kind of, I don't remember anybody like him. Was he Was he Irish like O'Brien? No, no, no. O'Brien was on this ship. <laughs> he just he just had the red curly hair, you know, the red curly haired guy. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't yeah, know what I'm happened to that. Like to me. They're all the same. <laughs> all those Irish guys. They're small dicks. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Chakotay, that's not cool, man. <laughs> you gotta dial that back. Chakotay, you're really being racist. He's like, you guys are giving it to me. I'm giving it back. <laughs> oh, so it's funny when you talk about my fucking bear, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think that shit's funny? It's not funny. It's my bear. Hilarious. I would love to see Chakotay go on a tirade against everybody. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be amazing. That'd be the best episode of Voyager ever. But yeah. Chakotay was really good in this episode. Like he was, mm -hmm. he actually had purpose and kind of meeting and a drive and was doing stuff. He was great. Sesco was really good. Like you, when she was giving it to Janeway, I believed her. I was like, she's, yep, this is good acting. Like she's doing a great job. 
that actress does not like Kate Mulgrew at all. That's what I thought. In it's real like, life, this is this is coming from somewhere real. <laughs> I thought you were giving me some hot behind the no. scenes information. Like something happened at the craft services table. I yes. don't know what, but something happened. Uh, She's she, mad about it. She yeah. okay. So according to I her Wikipedia, according to her Wikipedia page, she was supposed to be Jadzia Dax, but lost out to Terry Farrell. I could see that one hundred percent. Yeah, I remember last episode. I was thinking like she looks like fake jadzia and she's sassy she could have pulled it off yeah i don't like her as much as jadzia though like yeah, I mean, not, not even. as hot but you know yeah but i think when she was i think in, she would have been cool as jadzia when she, she was in uh when she was in sick bay with her hair down she looked pretty good yeah i mean but she's she's no terry farrell no no i mean terry farrell's a beautiful woman and she's a great actress and she's really cool this lady she's just okay for me she's just okay the last couple of scenes that she had were really good, but the rest of it, and I remember her last episode too, I was like, I don't like this lady. I don't like the character. I don't like the actress. I don't like anything about this. <laughs> nope. I don't uh, like anything about you or your stupid face. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Seska. What kind of name is that anyway? So do Bajorans and Cardassians have different anatomy in the genital area <laughs> because chakotay chakotay's banged her right yeah and bajorans are pretty close to humans so i imagine everything's you know lines up pretty closely down there yeah cardassians i'm not so sure about well i think we already had a conversation about this one time didn't we and like their penis but not about the female like cardassian females how do they work I don't know. I guess, you know what? We'll save that question for Ben next week. This is my TED talk. Cardassian females. How do they work? I feel like if she was going undercover as Bajoran, but she was Cardassian, she's, she's got the complete package. They go down, they go in there and they, Oh yeah, they have to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fully transformed. They, uh, what do they call it? Um, fuck. Deep cover. Revagination or something like that. There's, there's like a term for it. Well, yes. I mean, they would have to because, I mean, you, you don't want her losing, you don't want her blowing her cover because she goes to the, because she gets injured on her mission mm-hmm. and like they have to cut her clothes off to do surgery and she's got like a weird like Venus flytrap chotch. You know what I'm saying? Like they gotta, it's gotta look as, as real as no, possible. I had, a, I had a blood transfusion when I was a child. <laughs> That's why my vagina has claws. Like, what? Well, no, it doesn't work that way. That's not how blood works. <laughs> So, it does when you're Cardassian. I mean Bajoran. Bajor- yeah, it was weird. I got I got this blood from a flytrap chosh lady in Cardassia because something happened. But seriously, I'm, I'm Bajoran. Look at my nose. Look at my earring, man. You think they give these things to anybody? You can't just buy one of these off of Space Amazon. Yeah, you can't just what? go to you just can't go to an airport on Bajor and get one of these things. They're they're official. Do you, I imagine when people go to Bajor, like when people go to Jamaica, like in that episode of The Office where Michael Scott had his hair twisted in the little dread and had the yeah. steel drum, like people come back with the nose thing and wearing the robes and the earrings. Like, oh, how was Bajor? It's magical. I really found myself. I feel so in tune to my, my spirituality. The prophets. I feel like the prophets reached out and spoke to me. The prophets have smiled on me on my trip to Bajor. It was 
it was wonderful. And didn't uh, Seska say something like, oh, by the prophets or something like that in this episode? Like she said some kind of weird Bajoran religious thing when somebody surprised her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably in the beginning in the cave. No. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe it was in the beginning in the cave. Yeah. Because yeah. she wouldn't have said like, oh, gold Ducat, what are you doing here? Because that would have been a dead giveaway. Yeah. But like after how many years of DS9, we didn't hear Kira say anything like that. Like, I feel like Kira's just... kind of like a, she's lost her faith, kind of, you know, and that's why she always has this contentious relationship <laughs> with all of the religious figures. You know, she respects them, but she's always kind of like n- not too revealing. See, about here, her personal feelings. Here's the difference. Kira Narice is a well thought out kind of layered, nuanced character that has many different dimensions and and and, and thoughts and and behavior patterns at that voyager's just very much like here it is yeah <laughs> like yeah. oh see that one over there she's angry and granted it's only been 11 episodes but they're not really doing a lot of character work here Mm-mm. again they got so much techno babble to get through we got to get some b stories going man like for real that's where you learn about the characters. The doctor will sing. Don't worry. <laughs> that's <laughs> I rushing along. <laughs> but yeah, but that. But the funny part is, the doctor singing at one point in season six is a whole episode. Like he's a rock star. Yeah. Which is not the way to go with this B story thing. But I mean, like, because that's the writers, how we... they just throw their papers. Well, we're trying to listen to you, Bob. We're trying to give you what you want. <laughs> but no, make up your mind, Dick. But then you have because that's then how the we... next season he sings about techno babble. That's how that's how they see drawing the line, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's how we know that Paris is into like eight, like you know, twentieth century stuff because he's made this bar. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we learned a little bit about him there. Oh yeah, man. This was the place that I used to go to in st- when I was in the academy. I would go to this bar that was in France, so I had it replicated here. So I, you know, when I make out with this French lady, yeah. Hey, Harry Kim, how's my dick taste? Like that's what I want. Like that's, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I really enjoyed this episode. And then the end, I thought the end was cool when. Um, Chakotay goes to Tuvok, who's reading something, and he's like, was I naive? How did I not figure this out? What's going on? And they have yes, a nice... Yes, you're an idiot. Yeah. He's like, hey, she fooled me too. You got spies all over your ship, you dum-dum. <laughs> That's exactly what he said to him. You dum-dum. <laughs> but yeah... Again, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I'm not going to talk myself out of it. I'm going to give this episode eight and a half. Wow. Eight and a half. This was this was the most engaged I've been watching Voyager because you had like the how did they get the technology? The who done it? Was it Seska? Even though we all fucking knew it was Seska, but. I felt like they could have had a a better secondary kind of foil, if you will. But like just the building of the relationship with Seska, we learned more about Seska here than we've learned about any of the other characters on the show besides like Paris. 
like all the different new levels of her, but I'm going to eight and a half. I really liked it. It's the most engaged I've been. It had a good vibe to it. The whodunit thing, the idea that Seska's pissed off about the, 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 the crew being stuck out here and she wants to get home. I really enjoyed it. I hope there's more of this. I know there won't be because this will probably be the last they ever mention of it, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I'm going to say eight and a half. Boom. Jenny, what do you say? Uh, yes, we learned a lot about Seska. I didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't like this episode pretty much at all. Really? I'm going to give it a four and a half. Wow. I don't, I don't think we've ever had such a disparaging, like high and low. That's awesome. It took way too long to get to the point. Like I said, it took 25 minutes to get to the point before it felt like it was a good episode. And I was just like, I'm done i don't care (laughs) it did it did take too long it did remind me somewhat of last week's episode it took too long to get to the good Mm -hmm. part yep it's like it's like you're eating that jelly donut and you're eating too much donut and not enough jelly like where the fuck is this jelly this this much i've taken three bites of this donut i'm not in jelly yet like what are you doing here and you finally get to the jelly and it's real fucking good but there's not enough in there yeah Yeah. dennis what do you say there's too much Techno babble coconut in it. Like, I want the fucking jelly. Um, yeah, I say it's an eight. Really? Uh, it moved. It moved along really well. I think. Um, you know, I agree. Like it could have gotten to the point a lot more quickly about what was happening. But it, you know, and I think for me, they were trying to set up all these things in the first, you know, twenty five minutes that would pay off later. But the payoff just wasn't great. You know, yeah. but if they had done it, you know, a better job, then I this could have been a ten, maybe. Maybe. But um, but yeah, I think it's like an eight for me. Wow. So we've got an eight and a half, an eight, and a four and a half. That's a really big gap between like <laughs> that's interesting. Now I'd like to know what well, I guess next week we'll find out where Ben was on this episode to see if he evens it out or if he's more Jenny or because again, I I was really engaged. It it did take too long to get to where we were going. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Um, but they even trick you in the beginning because somebody gets shot right in the right off the bat. You're like, wow, this could be really cool. And then mm-hmm. now nah, he's fine. Yeah. It's like what a way to like just take the 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 tension out of a room. But oh he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He got shot, but he's good. Don't worry about him. Now you don't have to bring him anything. He's fine. He'll be fine. He's he's just looking for attention. You know he's how got his stick in his wood. He's yeah. fine. Yeah, he's he's got a stick. You know how those you know how those those guys are. Those engines. Yeah. He's playing it up for sympathy. So Bob, did you did you uh, watch the Prime Factors episode? Did you want to give a rating for that? Yeah, I did watch Prime Factors because I said I, I I had seen it, but I only remembered half of it because the first half was long and drawn out like this episode. Um, but I liked the payoff better in this episode than the last one. I'm going to give the last episode five and a half. Prime Factors was five and a half. Like it was okay. I think factors that was last week's episode. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. I think when we were the Belgian guy, when we were reviewing it with the Belgian guy, I was just happier that I remembered it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I remember this, so that was nice. It's always nice to recall. That was the last episode that I, when I was trying to watch, you know, like a Star Trek a day or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was the last. That's where I stopped in Voyager. So I'd never seen this state of flux episode before yeah, so maybe either. that's part of why i liked it too you know 
Maybe. Like, I don't know if I rewatch this later, if I'm going to enjoy it or not. I just felt like there was real tension. Yeah. You know, it's not just one big, stupid, happy family. And if there's one, there's got to be more, but I don't think we'll see any more. No, I, think so. I think that'll be the end of it. I know the season finale, they kind of deal with the, <clears throat> I think this could have been the season finale. Like this would have been a good finale. If there was more people in the conspiracy, I yeah. think so. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there, because then it just would have ended up like that one episode of TNG where there's this big conspiracy they never fucking mentioned again. It was so big yeah. that it got buried because no one can find out ever. Never well, speak of it ever again. Mission accomplished. It mission. would have been great if those little worm aliens were in the Delta Quadrant and then Voyager runs into them. Yeah. You know, they intercept that uh, the message that was sent out at the end of uh, that TNG episode. Yeah. We're receiving this transmission from the Alpha Quadrant. (gasps) Send the invasion force. And then Voyager has to stop the worm aliens from invading. You're writing too good of shows here, bro. I know. (laughs) There's because when you do that, there's no room for techno babble. I guess. What about the uplinks? for the distortion gamma yeah we're gonna have to run a uh, 956-bit encryption algorithm on this thing to try (laughs) and crack the code (laughs) but we need alien characters so (laughs) we're gonna have to rewrite the alphabet yeah (laughs) now rewriting the alphabet is too understandable of an explanation yeah we're gonna have to. We need a whole new lexicon to, uh, you know, be able to comprehend what is being communicated here. We're gonna have to reconfigure the lexicon. Like you mean re- you mean rewrite the alphabet? No, don't yeah. say that. Do not say that. <laughs> I imagine that's got to be the hardest part of being a Star Trek actor, especially on this show, because they just go and like I. I my eyes are just glazing over. So how do you feel? It's like you're on set. Like you got to remember yeah. when to talk. When you is he going to shit believably? Yeah. I oh. think a lot of it is, you know, cause some, the words for the most part are words that we know they're real words, but they're just arranged in a weird way. Yeah. They're just jammed like, together. Yeah. Like you're not going to say the plasma injector, you know, like we know the word plasma. We know the word injector, but <laughs> you're not going to use them together like that in normal conversation. <laughs> yeah. So being able to say that and deliver it in an offhanded way where it seems like you know what you're talking about, it's, it's got to be a challenge. You mean the plasma injector relays? Yeah. Okay. Oh, the plasma injector relays. Oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the ones over in the, the fifth conduit in the, the Jefferson's tubes. <laughs> Subspace relays. Yeah. Of course, why didn't I think of Subspace that? Subspace bubble. Yeah, subspace bubble conduit relays. Bubble man. Yeah, just jamming it in. Just got to jam it in. Just uh, force it in there if you have to. Found it with your Spit fist. on it. Spit on a little. <laughs> all right, so that's the episode. Thank you very much for listening. We greatly appreciate all of your um, your support here. It's been a really good time. We were enjoying Voyager. I mean, it doesn't sound like it, but we're enjoying Voyager, I think. We gave it eight and a half and an eight. Yeah, I mean Jenny hated it, but you know she's also she's also drunk. It's true. 
<laughs> I've actually been enjoying Voyager a lot more than I expected. The one that I'm afraid of, I was thinking of this earlier. Uh, I I'm very afraid to get to Enterprise because I've always felt like that one's gonna be pretty good. I think it's gonna be kind of fun, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think so. I think that's the one. That's the one where I'm really setting myself up for failure. You know, I think Enterprise. The I watched like the first thirteen or fourteen episodes of Enterprise. I really enjoyed it. Um, where Enterprise lost me because I would try to watch it on Heroes and Icons because they show Star Trek from eight to midnight and they show TOS, TNG, DS9, Voyager, and then Enterprise. And I would just watch, but I would find myself being lost with Enterprise because they that's when they started to do like season long arcs. And like, if you miss one episode, you're kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. And then I would find myself not caring about what I missed and just be like, oh, let's just they call. didn't have a previously on? No. it's not if it's just in the season long. Arc. Yeah, it's just the season long. Like it's just every episode kind of bleeds into the next one. So I kind of like, I was behind. It's not like in 24 where they do a in dialogue recap of what happened in the last episode. Not, not really. <laughs> so maybe when you get to, when we get to Enterprise, you're going to watch it through and it's going to be better than you Yeah, record. it'll make more sense okay. as opposed to just trying to drop in. Because that is the beauty of Star Trek is you can just drop in. And, and like, it's like law and order. You can just watch an episode and be like, that was fun. I like that. But thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more Star Trek Voyager. Dennis, hit it. Hey, uh, how's that Zola take coming? Boom.